0: podcast listeners, and welcome to the Willpower episode. I am your host, Sam, pretty self-controlled I'd say for the most part, Shorky. And I am her sister and co-host,
1: Sarah, who for the first time in at least a couple of years, am actually exercising some form of self-control slash willpower, Shorky.
0: And who do you have to thank for that, Sari? Um, myself. Fine, but I did give you a free copy of my new cookbook after you embarked on this latest health kick.
1: Yeah, a year after you wrote it, thanks.
0: Well, you weren't ready for it until now, and technically it wasn't published until, I think, February, so it was not a year. Alright, fine, we'll go with that.
1: Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride.
0: Yes, folks, we are covering a pretty big and very relevant topic on this episode of the podcast. And I feel as though it's something we have touched on probably on many podcasts before, and that is because it is a very huge and relatable for pretty much every person on Earth topic. What we know as willpower could also be lumped in with determination, drive, self-discipline, and of course self-control. You forgot sadness and misery. You know what? Let's actually look up the definition of willpower. I'm kind of curious what the dictionary describes it as. Plus, it'll give us an excuse to use our favorite 80s sound clip and voice to read it. Good call. According to psychologists, willpower can be defined as the ability to delay gratification, resisting short-term temptations in order to meet long-term goals. It is the capacity to override an unwanted thought, feeling, or impulse, the ability to employ a cool cognitive system of behavior rather than a hot impulse. Emotional system. Therefore, willpower is conscious, effortful regulation of the self by the self. And it is very much a limited resource capable of being depleted. By God, I quite enjoy this definition. I feel like that was a little excessive. A lot of words. Well, as I always tell my clients, an easy way to think of willpower is in the same way as any muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets.
1: Yes, unfortunately, I have heard you spew that line many times
0: well because there's so much truth to it not to mention it's also pretty relevant for a bodybuilding coach to spew but I think it's very self-reinforcing it's what
1: what do you mean by self-reinforcing
0: well meaning that every time I'm tempted to come up with an excuse to not exercise I hold strong and actually get that workout done even if it's 11 p.m. and half-assed effort I'm reinforcing that willpower muscle or every time say it's 10 p.m and I'm tired and I know damn well that I have to muster up the energy to work out, I can still tell myself, no, I am not going to eat this entire bag of chocolate chips tonight that's staring me in the face just because I'm tired and low on energy and craving sugar. I will eat an apple and some peanut butter instead, maybe a small handful of chocolate chips if I really can't kick the urge. And I know firsthand that the more I can practice these mindful, conscious choices and actions, the more strength I will develop to resist all those temptations the next time. And I know I'm probably sounding like a broken record because I feel like we do talk about this stuff all the time, but when we do the inner work and when we learn to love ourselves enough and appreciate ourselves enough to make more conscious, mindful, healthy decisions, I'm telling you, it is so true that we naturally become that much more optimistic about our lives and our capabilities. And in doing so, we really can start to take more control of our lives. And that, Sarah, is the best part of this whole health and fitness journey. When we feel in control of our lives and our bodies, it really does become maybe not easy, but easier to find that optimal version of ourselves. And I'm not talking just physically, that's internally, physically, and spiritually.
1: I just realized something very interesting. What? Normally, I'm the one who analyzes the shit out of everything. But in this particular area, you are the one analyzing the shit out of, you know, the willpower muscle theory. Just like the definition, kind of. You really took the long way around there. I don't know. I guess I see how you're explaining that willpower is like a muscle in the sense that the more you can resist temptation, the more it just becomes a way of life or a habit. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've ever stopped to analyze a bag of chocolate chips that I want to hoover into my face.
0: Well, I think the reason I analyze the shit out of willpower and resisting temptation is because I work as a trainer and nutrition coach. So I literally get emails from people almost every day who are struggling to stay on track with food and commit to an exercise program. So obviously it benefits me to understand the psyche behind those struggling. Fair enough. Maybe I should just go back to being quiet. Well, no, I like that you think very differently about this topic, but I think we we should dive into this a little bit further. So why do you then think it's so hard for people to give up junk food or for yourself to give up eating crap and actually stick to a diet?
1: Well, the reason I think that this time I'm going to be 100% successful goes back to something you have said in the past. And oh. m- maybe you should clarify, but it has something about the why being strong enough?
0: Uh, okay, how I always say, and again, I think we've covered this on past episodes, but in order to succeed at anything in life, your why and your reason for doing it has to be strong enough and stronger than those temptations. And that's why I'm always telling my clients, remember why this is important to you. Because if the why isn't there and isn't strong enough, obviously you're going to say screw this shit more often than not because what's stopping you? If something is difficult or feels uncomfortable, we're hardwired to choose the easy path. Is that what you're referring to?
1: Yeah, and I think this time around my why is strong enough. Good, it's about damn time. Well, on the last episode I had mentioned that I unfortunately require a second hip replacement and so I've kind of been thinking about this and I've spent the last five years being really angry at this body. So it kind of makes sense to me that I didn't care enough to take care of it properly, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I feel like in the last two months, I've gotten past the anger and accepted that I have arthritis. It is a disease. So I decided that I'm going to learn everything I could about it. And one of the things I came away with was that, yes, this affects your everyday life. So you need to adjust your lifestyle. You need to make changes to accommodate this in the same way that you would for any other disease. You know, just like a diabetic has to monitor what they put into their diet. Hmm. So I'm actually really proud of myself because I've come up with a plan and I've been doing my little exercise program that, while it might be pathetic to some people, I've followed it religiously for four weeks. And with Sam's help, I'm about a week into a proper meal plan and I've already dropped five pounds.
0: Woo-hoo.
1: And my surgery is six months away, so I have a goal date to go into the surgery looking and feeling as optimal as possible for an arthritic gold bag.
0: That's honestly awesome, Sarah, and I'm really proud of you. And can we get a round of applause for little Sarah here? Yay. Well, I think you honestly just prove my point that having a strong will or willpower really just comes down to reframing that all or nothing approach that so many of us have and reframing it to instead focus on smaller, manageable and realistic changes that you can actually start to implement. So for example, you doing your daily physio exercises and actually setting a date for your surgery to work towards, that's powerful shit that will serve you for the rest of your life. The ability to resist short-term temptations in order to meet those bigger long-term goals. I'm honestly very proud of you. And I think you're taking all the right steps in building up that willpower muscle. And those steps in my mind should be first, and this can be applied to anyone. You want to establish the motivation for change and set a clear goal. Then you assessed, you adapted your behaviors toward reaching that goal and in order to actually implement those changes you had to practice willpower or self-control whatever you want to call it whenever all of those old not so healthy habits reappear in your life and I think that with these three steps it is absolutely possible to achieve any goal whether that's losing weight quitting smoking is spending less time on social media whatever it is you have to be motivated to make that change you need to set clear clear, manageable goals. You need to look closely at all of the roadblocks that are standing in the way of achieving that goal. And then how can you adapt your behaviors in order to avoid falling right back into those old habits? And it sounds like that's what you did and it's working and that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I agree 100% with the small, manageable, and realistic changes comment you made. This time around, I've actually applied my natural anal retentive nature, devised a plan, And I'm following that plan. But most importantly, I am being realistic and fully accept that losing 20 pounds is not going to be accomplished in six weeks. It will take time. Mm -hmm. And I am prepared to follow through. And I'm trying to be smart about food. For instance, I know that sweets will always be the hardest for me to give up. So I'm actually using your no milk or guilt strawberry milkshake for one of my meals So it makes me feel like I'm having a treat, yet I'm still sticking to my
0: macros. (laughs) Yeah, she's actually tracking macros for the first time ever. And yeah, that's awesome. I do the same, but with the chocolate banana peanut butter style smoothie that literally tastes like a chocolate milkshake.
1: Yeah, I just thought you were lying before.
0: Lying about what?
1: Well, that it was a worthy substitute. No,
0: absolutely not. I anything that tastes sweet, that's how you trick your brain into feeling like it's not being deprived or restricted. And by the way, that strawberry milkshake recipe Sarah mentioned is posted on my blog for anyone else who wants to make it. Although it is also in my cookbook, but we will include a link in the show notes for this episode to that recipe so everyone can access it. And I want to say too, I also find. smoothie bowl is another great macro-friendly sweet treat sugar craving buster idea for anybody out there who would rather eat their calories than drink them. I know that's common for competitors who are just so hungry all the time that drinking things just don't satisfy that hunger in the same way. And for me, since it's been summertime, I tend to want more fresh foods and smoothies and smoothie bowls this time of year anyways. So what I've been doing lately, and I highly recommend Everyone test it out is I'll do a tropical smoothie bowl that consists of frozen pineapple, frozen mango, half a frozen banana, plus some spinach, spirulina, and almond milk. That's it. I blend it up into an ice cream consistency in my Vitamix, and then I sprinkle it with some unsweetened shredded coconut and a chopped-up protein bar, and it is Frickin' delicious.
1: Mmm, that does sound good.
0: Yeah, so we have to remember that our taste buds are genetically engineered to crave those high-calorie, high-fat foods. And this dates back to the beginning of time. We've all heard of this hunter-gatherer mentality. And it's true. We literally, way back in the day, we were genetically engineered to crave these foods in order to provide us with the energy needed to hunt, gather, and explore our surroundings. And now we've created food that tastes even better than the food found in nature, which, let's be honest, kind of makes spinach a hard sell when compared with pizza and french fries. And sadly, these processed and fast foods are legitimately addictive, even more addictive than drugs. But thankfully, this addiction goes both ways, and you can slowly start to change your tastes and become addicted to healthier foods when you start eating enough of them. Like, I personally do enjoy that tropical smoothie bowl more then I would enjoy a bucket of actual like cashew ice cream spot at the grocery store because my body knows that this is good for me so it's easier for me to enjoy it and it fuels me and I feel better eating it. And just know that when you're creating new habits, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit, it does take time to make it a habit. And I know I've read some experts believe that it takes 3 weeks to create a permanent habit, others say 30 days. I pers- think it takes at least a month to make or break a habit and I came across this list of top 10 bad habits and I was kind of shocked to see that I'm actually guilty of doing a lot of them. So I thought it would be kind of fun to maybe pull up this list and share it with our listeners and see if they suck as much as I do.
1: Mm, fun.
0: Okay, well, here are the top 10 bad habits we all wish we could kick, but we just can't. Number one, smoking.
1: I would have been shocked if that wasn't on the
0: list. Number two, swearing. Really? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah i'm bad for that one too and now as harry is starting to speak i really need to reel that one in
1: now you know why i say friggin so much right yeah i've noticed you've been pulling out the frigs
0: (laughs) oh really so maybe it just naturally happens then with time hopefully because it's funny he's all the words he's saying are uck like yuck duck so i'm just waiting for for an f-bomb to drop all right number three picking your nose. Can you define picking? Well, does it count as nose picking if you blow your nose, then just pick out the last few remnants with your finger, then wash your hands immediately? See,
1: that's what I do.
0: So that's why I was
1: like, what what does picking mean? Because I feel like that is very different from some random pig in his car at a stoplight knuckle deep in a nostril.
0: I don't know if I think nose picking when I hear the phrase knuckle deep... (laughs) But uh fair enough.
1: I actually regretted the choice of words immediately after I said it.
0: Well, here's a big one for both of us. Number 4 is biting your fingernails.
1: What? I don't bite my nails. You. Oh. Don't you? Well, no. I just rip and chew the skin around my nails until they bleed. Yeah,
0: same. I've always gone for manicures and I like having, you know, shellac nails, whatever. So biting nails is not an issue for me. But I, too, I'm more of a picker, skin picker, chewer. Yeah. Not so much nail biter.
1: Definitely a picker. Actually, come to think of it, I was really bad for picking my kids' noses when they were little.
0: You were knuckle deep into your (laughs) kids, too.
1: (laughs) No way, you could barely get a fingertip into those little nostrils.
0: Oh, I know. Harry is 13 months old and I can forever hear the boogers with every inhalation and it drives me insane that I can't get them out of his tiny little nose without a fight. Oh, but fun fact, did you know that it's apparently perfectionism more so than anxiety that is at the root of many of these bad habits and behaviors?
1: Okay, so the finger picking or all of these bad habits?
0: Well, I think I was reading about nail biting specifically, but yeah, I always thought I was gnawing on my cuticles because I was anxious or stressed out. But apparently it's more or less caused by boredom and frustration, which is easily provoked by an underlying perfectionist personality, which makes total sense in my case anyway.
1: Yeah, that makes sense for me too, because I've noticed I do it even when I'm doing something I enjoy like Reading.
0: All right, number five, again, I think we're both guilty of this one, drinking too much coffee. Okay, this
1: list sucks. I thought I was gonna pass this list with <laughs> flying colors, and yet I think I'm guilty of all of them except for smoking.
0: Well, and you did used to smoke. Well, everyone smokes when they're young and stupid. I didn't. No, you did much worse. All right, number six, I am so sadly guilty of this one watching reality TV.
1: Finally, one point for me. Yeah, what is with your strange obsession with reality TV?
0: Well, first off, I like having mindless TV playing in the background when I write client plans because it's something I don't have to pay close attention to, but entertaining enough that it makes the monotonous task of calculating macros and writing meal plans that much more enjoyable. And let's be honest, shows like Intervention and 90 Day Fiance, Hoarders, My Sick, 600 pound life. You know, they make me feel better about my own life. (laughs) And wait, don't you watch Survivor? You have from like the very first season.
1: No, I feel like Survivor is in another league, the 90 day fiance, or
0: as if
1: the guy who's addicted to drinking bleach.
0: Well, that's my strange addiction.
1: Speaking of bad habits, I
0: wish they'd bring that show back. It was so good.
1: Yeah, they probably ran out of weirdos with horrible issues.
0: Okay, anyway, number seven, not guilty of this one, thankfully, but number seven is fast food. And you're way worse for this one than I am.
1: Yeah, I blame my husband.
0: All right, uh, number eight, again, no issues for either of us here, alcohol. Well, we both used to enjoy the alcohol, but...
1: Having kids helped kick that habit.
0: Yeah, pregnancy and breastfeeding really put a damper on the party life for me. I think I've maybe had like five drinks in the last two years.
1: I don't understand the people. How do you drink when you have kids? There's nothing worse than having a hangover and having to take care of children.
0: All right, number nine. Oh, I am so guilty of this one. And that is going shopping to relieve stress, or as I call it, retail therapy. Therapy?
1: Now, going shopping gives me stress. Number nine, not a problem for me.
0: But number 10 is, and I am proud to say that this is not a problem for me, although it used to be, it is racking up credit card debt.
1: I'm poor. I don't really have a choice in the matter. (laughs) But it does give me a lot of stress, if that counts for anything.
0: All right. So there you have it. That is the top 10 list of bad habits that is plaguing our society. Now let's tally up our scores to determine who has the bigger problem. Well, I'm 5 out of 10. Ooh, me too. It's a tie. We both
1: suck equally.
0: You stink! Alright, well, I think this is a good place to wrap this episode up, but I will conclude my thoughts on the whole willpower topic by mentioning something extremely important, especially when it comes to having willpower when it comes to food and diet, and that is to remember, guys, that when you are hungry or you're lacking the proper nutrients in your body, obviously your willpower is going to be depleted, and it's been my personal experience, not only as a coach, but as a bikini competitor, that this is why diets fail so easily. Obviously, when you're trying to eat less food and you're essentially starving yourself, you are depleting your willpower. Therefore, you are losing self-control and you are more likely to end up overeating. So it's really important to eat regular protein-rich meals frequently throughout the day. Keep that blood sugar stable, which will keep those cravings at bay. Also, you want to drink plenty of water because your body often confuses thirst for hunger. and when you are really starving, my suggestion will always be to have a protein shake jacked on the beanstalk 100% organic brown rice concentrate protein, obviously. Of course. Then wait 20 minutes and you can use that 20 minutes To go for a walk, go do some squats, air squats, some pull ups, push ups, whatever. Go wash your face, pick your clothes out for the next day, pick your nose, (laughs) knuckle deep yourself, (laughs) whatever it is, something that will busy you for 20 minutes. Then reassess your hunger. If you're still craving that bag of chocolate chips, allow yourself to have some, not the whole bag, a handful. And I know I've mentioned this before, but you can successfully incorporate your favorite foods by eating them with something else. So that is the rule. So for me, if I'm wanting chocolate chips, I'm probably going to either sprinkle them on a bowl of protein pudding, or maybe mixed in with some oatmeal and a little bit of powdered peanut butter and cinnamon. But you want to you know, be mindful of portion sizes, and it all comes back to that conscious, mindful, decision-making ability. Good advice, Sammy. Thank you. And on that note,
1: speaking of the Jacked on the Beanstalk protein powder, this week we're giving away to one lucky Patreon supporter some sample protein packs plus a digestive boost powder from our friends at Real Source Foods.
0: Oh, the water lentil people, right?
1: Yes, yeah. Is that what they like to be called, though?
0: (laughs) Well, it's a very high-quality plant protein, and of course, water lentils, very high in nutrients, as I mentioned, that should be one of those foods to get in you to help keep that willpower strong, and I personally think water lentils should totally be the next hot superfood of 2020, but no, seriously, I believe their digestive formula contains probiotics and digestive enzymes, which we all know are two of my must-have daily supplements, plus it's got all kinds of gins and even dandelion root or leaf which we learned on the bloating episode reduces water retention. All right so who is the lucky winner of this prize pack Siri? Okay well first
1: let's give a shout out to our newest patrons Shannon H,
0: Jenny B, and Jason S. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the support. Um, thank you, Shannon H. Thank, thank you, Jenny, Jenny B. B. Thank, thank you, you, Jason
1: S. S. And the winner of this episode's Patreon prize pack
0: is... Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Jenny B. Oh.
1: Oh, she gets a shout Jenny out. B? Yeah, and
0: an awesome prize. Excellent. Congratulations, Jenny B. You lucky devil. All right, and what song are we singing to conclude the Willpower episode? The
1: 90s classic, I've Got the Power by Snap. You mean,
0: I've Got the Willpower. Snap. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. I've Got the Power. I've got the power. Hey. like a crack of a whip, I snap attack front to back in this thing called rap. Dig it like a shovel, rhyme devil on a heavenly level. Bang the bass, turn up the treble. Radical mind, day and night all the time. Seven, fourteen, wise, divine, maniac, brainiac, winning the game. I'm the lyrical Jesse James. <laughs> I've got the power. <laughs> I've got the it's power. Getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. It's getting, getting, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting, getting, getting kind of hectic. hectic. <laughs> uh that was good. Yeah,
1: I think I screwed up.
0: Yeah, I feel like I was more into that one, but we're both really hungry. It's yeah. supper time. All right. And on that note, thank you, everybody. Hope you got a little something, little info nugget out of this episode. And we will go eat supper. So everybody have a great week. Shorky sisters. <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Hey, 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 we're eating supper now. I'm so hungry. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Shorgie Sisters for real. Out. I love myself
1: today.